Okay, I just want to start by thanking the band for that beautiful intro. Welcome everyone to yet another episode of my podcast, The Codebreakers. My name is Sverre and I'm not alone here today. I'm with my beautiful friends. Maybe you guys could introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Fyodor. Hi, my name is Helena. Hello, my name is Andreas. Perfect. For the past weeks, uh, we have watched a documentary named The 13th Amendment and a movie called The Hate You Give. Today, we're going to talk a bit about this documentary and the movie and how the movie is maybe more appropriate for teenagers in the way that it's maybe more relevant. We're also going to talk about the documentary and what kind of experiences and how a topic is portrayed when watching a movie instead of, uh, for example, a documentary. But maybe not everyone uh, who's listening have watched The Hate You Give. So uh, it would be perfect, Helena, if you maybe could take a little recap. Yes, I can. Uh, so uh, Star Carter is a teenager, an African-American teenager. And uh, she lives with her family in uh, Garden Heights. Uh, Garden Heights is a typical poor African-American society uh, where there's a lot of drugs, gangs and violence. And there's this, uh, the biggest gang, which is called uh, the King Lords, and Star's father actually used to be a part of this. Uh, Star and her brothers go to, they don't go to the school in the Garden Heights. They go to this school called uh, Williamson Prep, uh, which is a school uh, in a very rich neighborhood. And the majority of people in the school are white. Uh, in the movie, Star said that she can't be too black at school or too white at home, and she wants to keep the two worlds separate. And you can also see uh, in the movie the contrast between the two places. Uh, Williamson Prep, the school, it's cold and it doesn't look very friendly, while uh, the Garden Heights is more warm, more colors, and it looks like a more friendly place. Uh, the story uh, of this movie starts uh, at a party in Garden Heights, uh, which Star attended to, and this is where she met Khalil. Oh, Khalil was a very important uh, character in the movie, wasn't it? Uh, Andreas, how would you describe him? I would describe Khalil as a brave young black man. Uh, he also seemed like a kind guy. He seemed very loving and he really cared about uh, Star and his mother. Uh, the reason he started selling drugs was to help his mom pay for cancer treatment. Uh, this really shows that he really cared about her. And even though selling drugs is not a good thing, he at least had uh, the, wrong, the right intention. Uh, I would also say he was very unlucky. The whole incident with the cop could have been avoided if he just listened. But I get that uh, when the cop gets angry at you for nothing, it's not very easy to respect him as a person. Mm. Yes, Helena, maybe you could... Yeah, you can continue recap. Yeah, so uh, they got pulled over because uh, at the party, uh, there were shots fired, so they had to get out of there. And uh, Star uh, got away in the car with Khalil. And uh, they were driving, and after a while they got pulled over by a cop. Uh, there wasn't a particular reason for them being pulled over. There was something about a lane change without blinking. Um, 
So uh, Khalil got a little mad uh, at the cup because he didn't have a reason for pulling them over. So he argued a little bit and uh, the cop had to uh, tell Khalil to get out of the car. So Khalil got out of the car. He stood by the car with his hands on the roof. And the cop uh, went back to his car to run the license plate and the driver's license. And while he was doing that, Khalil uh, was trying to do something funny. And he reached into the car window to get out a brush. And when he did that, the cop uh, shot Khalil. Uh, and this is kind of the story that uh, is really important to start. Because uh, her being the only witness, she was the one who had to speak up. Uh, and... In the beginning, she didn't want to do anything about it, uh, and the media uh, made uh, the cop present the cop in a way that made people feel sorry for the cop rather than Khalil. And so we watch uh, as Star builds up the courage to speak up for Khalil and tell everyone what really happened. And uh, in the end, she takes part in a demonstration, and it becomes a little dangerous for her family uh, with the King Lords because she exposed the King Lars to during an interview. Uh, but her father continues to encourage her to stand up for herself and do what she think it's, thinks is right. And he also taught her about uh, thug life. That's perfect, Helena. I think I have to stop you there. Uh, we're on the schedule today. Yes, we will be back right after this. Okay, welcome back everyone. Now I'd really like to hear more about uh, Thug Life, as Helena mentioned. Do anyone uh, want to speak about that? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor. You can keep talking. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, so a thug is um, basically a gangster. And um, in the communities where um, people are poor and uh, it's... Yeah, it's, it's basically uh, maybe a lot of thugs there. Uh, and Tupac uh, Shakur has a habit of giving um, negative meaning words or a sentence uh, a new purpose. Uh, so uh, Thug Life um, is an acronym for the hate you give little infants, fucks everyone. Um, that was the meaning uh, Tupac gave it. And this can be interpreted in... Um, in many different ways, but a common way to interpret this is um, to think about it in relation to the American society. Uh, and in American society, we can see that many um, black people are poor and they struggle to um, uh, stay legal, uh, I can say. And um, basically, Many have drug problems, selling or buying drugs, which again, people go to prison for, and this is not good for the society at all. Um, Garden Heights is a, is a nice example for this, and we can see that Khalil especially has this problem where uh, he needs money for um, uh, a surgery for uh, his grandmother's uh, cancer problem. So, uh, yeah, I basically have to sell drugs, and it's very interesting how Thug Life um, can say uh, so much about the movie. 
Mm. And uh, not to forget that the movie the movie's name is The Hate You Give. Of course. Well, that's perfect, Theodore. I wonder, why do you guys think that uh, a lot of people uh, think that this is a movie that is important for teenagers uh, to watch? Well, I think uh, the film does an amazing job at uh, helping us sympathize with the characters. When we watch this film, you get to know the characters, making the shooting of Khalil feel more real than when you read about the shooting that happened across the world. Uh, the film can also help us show different reactions to uh, these cases uh, uh, based on different perspectives. In the film, the media shows a perspective that really helps people sympathize with the officer that shot Khalil. Uh, this can help teenagers realize that this is possible to happen in real life as well. Um, the Hate You Give also gives teenagers insight on how life is in these poor black neighborhoods that some people might not have thought as much about. For example, we live in Norway, we don't really see how it is to live in these neighborhoods. But when we watch this film, we get to know a little bit about how life is. Now I heard a lot about uh, the movie The Age You Give, but I was wondering if, if I could hear uh, something about uh, the documentary. Uh, yeah, I can say something short about the documentary The 13th uh, Amendment. Um, so the documentary addresses uh, the prison problem in the uh, United States today. And the 13th Amendment is the law to abolish slavery, but it said that you still could get in a prison uh, in, of course, a much more formal way than I said it. But, uh, of course, uh, it's a loophole in this um, uh, uh, amendment. Uh, and that is uh, that the black people uh, usually can get in prison for much easier things than white people. And in the end, um, it's the, the system is kind of racist, you know. Uh, and in some insane stats uh, with the United States prison population, it's um, actually 20% of all the world's prison prisoners are in the United States. And the um, documentary is talking about much uh, other facts and happenings, and it's very uh, hard to, um, you know, uh, enjoy uh, all of it. Um, uh, it also takes um, a stance on uh, the war on crime which Nixon led, uh, which um, made it easy for uh, police to uh, break into black people's houses and harass them because maybe they had drugs and such. Um, and this is again back to the thug life and it's making an evil cycle where uh, families are getting and they maybe have to sell drugs, become criminals, and again, more people get into prison. When they get out of prison, they are poor again, and this is no good. Mm. So that was the documentary is uh, talking about. Mm, that's great. <laughs> yes, guys, I think we'll be back right after this.
So both in the film and the documentary, we can see a lot of uh, uh, cultural differences. And this is also really relevant to uh, the real life today, because there really is a lot of uh, differences in cultures today. Yeah, one of the places uh, that has a lot of cultural differences is USA. Across the US, we have both rich and poor areas. Uh, the poor era areas are often predominantly black, while the rich areas are often mostly white. Uh, we can see this in the film as well, and uh, with the Williamson Prep and the area around that and Garden Heights. Um, people in poor neighborhoods are more likely to become criminals because they have to use criminal ways to get money to survive. Uh, if they don't uh, do that, they might not have enough money to pay for rent or pay, pay for food. Uh, in addition. In addition to this, you are also more likely to get back to an to a poor area when you are grown up if you grew up in one. Uh, this leads to a kind of evil circle where when you first start in a poor area, there is more there is a bigger chance that uh, you will end there later in life as well. Uh, many people call the system in the USA rigged or racist. This is because uh, at least back in the day, it used to be harder for black people to get good jobs. Some would say it still is an issue in the US, but it was at least worse back in the day. This led to people, black people having to live in these poor neighborhoods. And once you're in one of these, it's hard to get out. We can still see remains of this in the US today. Mm, great. Yes, so one of the main focuses of today's podcast is what benefits and what differences there is in watching a movie and a documentary about this topic. For starters, uh, I would say that me myself would not voluntarily watch this documentary on my spare time, but uh, way back in 2018 when The Hate You Gave uh, came out, uh, I saw the movie in the cinema uh, almost without knowing what uh, it was about. For me and I think most other teenagers, I would say that a movie in general is way more appealing in itself opposed to a documentary. For many, I think that watching a movie like The Hate You Give is more exciting and you get transported into this illusion that you're in the story. You care for the characters, you get to know them, but at the end of the day you know that the movie is not completely real. Uh, a documentary, uh, on the other hand, gives you like straight up facts and I think that often a documentary can be more brutal. You see real footage of horrible events uh, and listen to interviews of people uh, who has it awful. Uh, I really like the balance between watching real life events and fiction. Okay guys, I think I have to wrap up the episode there. Uh, it's been really great to have you guys here. Yeah, it's weird how time flies. It was amazing to be with you guys. Yeah, well, it was truly amazing. It really was. That's good to hear. 